Welcome to Tulsa Titans, highlighting our local business leaders who are making a difference. Today on the show, we have Michelle Medlock, Director of Sales for IoT and Software with E2E Technologies. That was a mouthful, Michelle. Welcome to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and hopefully to include a little bit about you know, what I just read off that's in your title there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I uh, have been in the technology industry. I like to say that it was my first big girl job. You know, I, um, I was going to college for web design back in 2001 and um, graduated from Bartlesville in 2000 and went on to college. And then um, I got a job selling cell phones and pagers. And back then there was bag phones and, you know, um, the pagers and things like that. And um, I thought, oh, I'm going to do this um, for a little while while I'm in college. And then I'm going to graduate and make a whole bunch of money. <laughs> you know, yeah. I had this big dream and I graduated and then I just stayed in wireless. Like, I never, I never wanted to leave. Um, I found that with the technology changing so fast, it was so much better than web design. It was just, it was always new. There was always something new coming out. There was always more to learn. And I started out in a kiosk in a Walmart, you know, and then I moved into, uh, worked for Verizon Wireless for a little while um, and was in a retail store. And I would say that's where I really found my passion. Um, you know, so this was about 2005, 2006, and, um, you know, the industry was changing, right? So fleet tracking was coming out, the ability to um, monitor things remotely and control things remotely was finally kind of starting to, you know, come to the regular people outside of, you know, the, the extremely wealthy. It was becoming mm -hmm. more affordable, it was making sense for businesses and I had an amazing professional mentor named Kevin Clark at the time who, um, you know, he was always just coaching up and I learned so much from him. And I remember sitting with him and saying, I'm ready to leave the sales floor. And here's what I want to do. I wanted to be a solutions architect and there was not a position there open at Verizon. And he said, what can I do to help you? And he did mock interviews with me. Um, he was just a phenomenal mentor. And I ended up becoming a solutions architect at US Cellular. Um, I was there and it was culture shock, right? Because I never saw myself as that like office with a window type of person, you know, I just never thought that was going to be me. Um, I'm like, I am way too immature for this job. <laughs> You know, like this title is way about out of my league. Yeah. Um, but I learned really fast that, um, you know, you don't have to fit into like an industry standard mold, you know, like um, to be good at what you do, you just have to love what you do. And I absolutely loved what I did. And then I decided, you know, it's, it's time to keep growing because I thought I've met my goals. Now what, mm -hmm. you know, like, what do I do now? I'm, I'm only you know, at the time I'm, I'm only 30 years old. What, what do I do now? Um, and, uh, I decided to take a pivot a little bit and I, 
um, did, I was a director of sales for a fleet tracking company. And I learned so much um, from that role, uh, which led me here um, to end-to-end technologies, um, E2E. And um, it, it's, been, it's been an amazing ride. Uh, and now I can safely say that I do still have, I have new goals, you know, even though I've met like these multiple goals already in life. Um, so yeah, it is, it's an industry that's absolutely different every single day. And I get to work with amazing people for an amazing company. So, um, you know, it's just, it's been, it's been good. It's been really good, but in the industry now for 20 years and I still feel really good about that. That's fantastic. I love hearing that story and um, just that your ideas um, were one thing. And then uh, as it transpired, it all turned into something completely different in a way that you never saw yourself being. I love it. I love it. Um, I always wish I was a person that that knew, okay, I want to be a nurse or I want to be, you know, um, a chef or something like that. I just didn't, besides being a mom, I didn't really have that. Right. So it was interesting. I kind of fell into my love for sales in a very similar way, it just kind of fell into it. And I was like, wow, I'm, I think I was made for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now sales can be, you know, kind of a long process at times. And so, um, you know, we all have to consider what, you know, playing the long game, if you will. How do you think about that? Um, how do you handle that? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? What do you think about that long game? So in the industry that I'm in and being in wireless for so long, you know, I deal with a lot of government accounts mm-hmm. and we know that nothing with the government is a quick turnaround, right? True. So <laughs> when you're talking a 30, 60, 90 day funnel, and you put government in there, you're looking at 120 to 160 yes. a lot of times, especially if you're dealing with RFPs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no problems playing, playing the long game. Um, one of the things that I find that benefits me really in that long game is just constant communication, right? Because mm. I, I have found that if you drop off the radar, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yep. And because it's a long game for them too for that customer. And so you have to stay, you know, kind of shoulder to shoulder with them. Like, Hey, just check it in. Saw that you were on vacation. How was vacation? You know, how are the kids? How was Christmas? Right. Even if you're just dropping a note to say hi. Um, And the other thing that I found is using multiple um, media to do that, whether it's email, even just a quick text or just a shout out on LinkedIn, like, Hey, saw that you, got promoted or that you were recognized with an award. Um, great to see, uh, you know, so dating <laughs> long-term yeah. does not bother me. That bit. is, that does, that does really encapsulate it pretty well there. I, I agree with that. And one of the main, uh, things there is being genuine mm-hmm. while doing that. Um, and so if you're a pretty genuine person, uh, it, that comes pretty, pretty easily. There are some, I think salespeople can get a bad um, rap, if you will, because there are people out there that are t- just not genuine. They don't. Oh, sure. And, it, and it's and it comes across. People know if you're if you're just trying to blow wind up their skirt, you know, uh-huh. so totally. Well, tell me this. Um, I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit because you seem to be a pretty 
um, high driver, very effective. So what is a habit or habits? What are some habits that you have daily, weekly, monthly, whatever that might look like that helps you to be effective? Yeah. So, and I'll, and I know that I've probably mentioned Kevin Clark way too much, but he was truly effective. One of the things that, um, I learned early on in sales is to quote unquote, lead a CRM lifestyle. Um, I stand no matter how in depth, how expensive or how inexpensive your CRM is. I don't care if it's an Excel spreadsheet. If you are managing your customer base and documenting your steps so that you don't forget things like birthdays and important vacations and important um, life-changing occurrences in your customer um, and in your book of accounts, you're missing out. Yeah. And you can become very unorganized very quickly. So I am a huge, huge advocate of a strong CRM lifestyle. Um, it keeps me sane. I also have somebody who works for me who um, she's my inside sales rep uh, slash business development manager. And she's kind of my other brain. You know, so I think it helps when you have somebody to lean on as well um, to help you for accountability. Even I'm like, Amanda, if I miss this deadline, you know, I need you to be pushing on me. Like, hey, remember, you've got a deadline Friday. Remember, you've got a deadline Friday. Hold me accountable. Um, So having that relationship uh, with somebody that you either work with or or don't, you know, um, I don't I don't think it necessarily has to be somebody within your office. I think it could be anybody. Yeah. that, you know, just holds you professionally accountable as well. Wow. Those are good. I love that. Now I'm thinking, do I have those things? Yes. Okay. I also <laughs> live by the CRM because, you know, yes. if I don't write it, first of all, if I don't write it down, it doesn't exist. And then I have to put it somewhere. That's just, that's probably old age at this point, but <laughs> either way, and it doesn't help The Salespeople are just not always the most organized no. folks. We, but you know, that's a gift. I'm fine with it. Right. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, besides, uh, you know, some of the things that I mentioned that are maybe not great about salespeople, there are some really good qualities in salespeople. And so what do you think are some really good sales qualities in sales folks? Like, even if you were looking for someone to come alongside you and work with you on your team, what would you look for? Yeah. So I think you hit um, one of the big ones earlier, and that's just being genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just having the ability to, um, listen, um, being able to communicate effectively, uh, is a strong one because you can teach, um, technology, right? Like somebody could come to me that's been selling cars for 20 years and say, I want to work with you. I can teach them what we sell, right? That's, that's teachable. Um, but you can't teach personality and you can't teach um you know just how somebody comes across and um necessarily i i I don't want to say effective communication because you can kind of teach that but just you know natural effective communication um i feel like there's a lot of people out there that even say oh i could never do sales ever i could never do sales Um, In fact, I know somebody that used to tell me all the time, like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're in sales. And now that person's an Uber driver. And I'm like, you realize you're in sales, right? Right. (laughs) Yes. 
And he's like, what? No. Like, yeah, you're in sales and, um, and you're good at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, even waitresses and waiters are in sales mm -hmm. and they just don't realize it. And so um, I think just those few things um, that just come natural, everything else can be taught. Right. You kind of have to be a, a servant and you kind of have to have genuine concern for people just in general. Mm -hmm. And if you have those things, then, you know, you, right. you're already halfway there. <laughs> you're already halfway yes. there. Well, now, since we're kind of rounding the end of the year, um, have you really started thinking about, okay, you know, reevaluating the year and saying, this is maybe something I'd like to have a little less of next year. And maybe in this area, I'd like to have more of this. Is that something, do you think that way about, you know, year end and, and new, new beginning and all of that? Yeah. So I would say both professionally and personally, um, I'm big on year over year growth, right? So, um, you know, if I have met my goals and my KPIs for 2022, I set myself, do I want to exceed that by 10%, by 15%, 20%? I work for a company who is absolutely amazing at sitting down with us at the end of the year and saying, okay, you tell me what next year looks like. Here's where we need to hit in a budget for the company. What can you bring to the table? What can you offer? Um, and I think that's a phenomenal way of goal setting. Um, so I'm excited to be working on that right now to set um, certain goals professionally for myself. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and then personally, right, like um, kind of my own like vision board, if you will, um, <laughs> I kind of keep in my head, you know, and and just write things down. I'm a sticky note addict. <laughs> um <laughs> There's sticky notes in my iPad. There's sticky notes in every notebook I have. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'll just jot something down. Like, um, you know, we we want to pay off 50% of the car. Or, you know, I want that new dining room set. Or, you know, just whatever it might be. Or, um, you know, and, and set that for myself so that I've got something to strive for. And, um, and it's always fun marking something off, right? Yes, like, it is. When you get to, yeah, when you get to draw that line through something and you're like, yeah. I did it. Um, yes. yeah, there's, there's something, um, really amazing about that feeling. So, yeah, I mean, I think for me and for anybody, I don't really call them resolutions really, because I'm not the type that's like, okay, I'm going to lose 60 pounds and I'm not going to eat any carbs because I would be a liar. Right. <laughs> that's not know? happening. Like, Yes. It's, a, it's just about being realistic and, and, you know, setting something attainable for myself, even, you know, if it's just something small, like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to budget better for groceries or, you know, whatever that might be. Um, I, I think any type of growth is good growth. So. I agree. And I kind of don't wait for December or January. <laughs> I feel like I'm always setting little mini goals throughout the oh, year. Yeah. I mean, reevaluating and okay, what do I really want to do? And I don't know, maybe that just keeps life interesting too, right? Yes. <laughs> it does indeed. Now I have a lot of different kinds of folks on the show. Some people like to read, some people don't like to read. Others just, they, they listen to book only, you know, listen to the audio. So you happen to be somewhat of a book reader. Uh, at least when we talked in the past, you mentioned that um, you had read some professional books that that you would recommend to others. So mm -hmm. why don't you tell us about some of the books that you feel 
you know, impacted you in one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. So I, and I will say that I, I split. So that the last time that I've really read books, I was struggling with my, I was in that space of what's next professionally. I've met my goal. What do I do? So that was one of the books, um, managing your manager as well. Um, because in that space, I, you know, I had a manager and I think we've all done this, right? Whether we played sports, whether we had that teacher in school or that professor in college where it was just like, I can't handle you and I don't yeah. know how to handle you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a you know big advocate of don't let somebody else's, you know, issues affect your life, whether it's professionally or uh, personally. And so managing your manager is an excellent resource um, just for learning how to accept and communicate with different personalities, because we're all not always going to mesh, right? Yeah. But you're there for a purpose and your manager's there for a purpose or another coworker or colleague is there for a purpose. And at the end of the day, you're all working towards the same goal. Everybody wants to make money yep. and everybody wants to be successful yep. and it takes all of you to do it. So you might as well learn to get along. You know, um, so that was a great resource. Um, and I would say that in my early, early years of a salesperson, um, and I come by it honestly, but um, I was probably, I mean, I was in my 20s, so I'm going to give myself an excuse, right? <laughs> but I was just kind of like, the world revolves around me, you oh, know, yeah. like, why are we making changes? I don't, I don't want changes in my comp plan. And I don't want to work with that person and I don't want to work weekends and I don't want to close. And I, I mean, right. Yeah. We've all, yeah. we've all kind of been there, I think. Um, and so a book that was given to me is who moved my cheese. Um, and I will tell you when I read that book, uh, so Wade Evans, my assistant manager at the time gave me that book and he said, you need to read this. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> Hello, humble pie, right? Like, okay, so the world doesn't revolve around me. Well, crap. <laughs> but, um, you know, it really, it really opened my eyes to just learning how to navigate change. And, you know, navigating that path of, okay, so this is changing and that's fine. Because yeah. we're still going to succeed. We're going to pivot. We're going to do what we need to do. Right. Um, and then I would say just on for those who don't read something that has helped me, because I don't always, you know, if it's got more than 60 pages, it's going to take me a while. Yeah. Um, but I love courses on Udemy.com. And if you've never looked at Udemy, it's U-D-E-M-Y. And they run these great sales, but there are courses on everything whether it's organization, whether it's web design or social media management or coding or sales or prospecting um, or just a little self-help and self-reflection, you know, and goal setting. Um, for those who don't want to pick up a huge book, there's great courses out there on udemy.com that, you know, might take 30 minutes to an hour and you can space them out and take them on your time. But I have found those really helpful as well to kind of replace that sitting down and turning through a book that I just don't make time for. Yeah, or have time for us. So let's be honest, we don't yeah. always have time. Right. And um, and I have I have uh, you know come to enjoy 
somewhat listening to them in my earbuds. But to be real honest, I get distracted so easily. And then before I know it, I've been listening to it for 15 minutes. I've already, you know, went through the whole chapter and I don't know anything that I, you know, I don't know any of it. So, you know, it's, and for me, I really enjoy flipping the pages of a book. If I'm going to sit down and read, I just, you know, I'm in a season where I don't have as much of that time and at least, or at least I'm prioritizing other things in that time right now. So, (laughs) yes. Well, let me ask you this. It is the Christmas season after all. So do you have a favorite Christmas song? Oh my goodness. So my Christmas playlist. So I'm one of those, I'm decorating before Thanksgiving. I am guilty. You know, (laughs) it is Christmas season from November 1st until January 3rd in my house. (laughs) And I, I, I'm not sorry for it. Um, but but I absolutely love Christmas music. So I think there's like 108 songs on my Christmas playlist. Um, (laughs) and they literally range from everything from like Glee, um, to Ed Sheeran and Elton John's, uh, Merry Christmas is one of my favorites, but Ed Sheeran holds a place in my heart, but (laughs) Um, my very, very, very favorite song is Mary, Did You Know, um, with, um, Kenny Rogers and Winona Judd. Um, and it is, it is so good. Um, their voices and the piano in that song just gives me goosebumps. And I'll tell you, it reminds me so much of my dad, um, because every Christmas, when we got, you know, we got to the Christmas season, my dad sings 24 seven. I'm not saying he's good, but he sings 24 (laughs) seven. He's always singing something. And I can remember being little and hearing him sing that song, even before that rendition came out. And um, it just, it always brings back kind of a really good memory with, you know, with Christmas and and my dad and just, you know, singing. I love that. I love, so now I'm going to have to look that up because, you know, I grew up on Kenny Rogers and one of yes. the So, you know, I, I will definitely be looking that up as well as this udemy.com because I've never heard of it. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Never heard of it. So I've made a note. I'm going to be checking that out as well. Yeah. And it's been a lot of fun having you on the show today. I know that there may be some people that listen that might want to get in contact with you. So do you have a preferred way for them to reach out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the easiest way to find me is LinkedIn and it's just Michelle Medlock. You'll find me, um, you know, my picture, I'm wearing pink. I'm usually wearing pink, so I'm easy to spot. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Connect with me on LinkedIn, um, message me there. Um, I would be absolutely thrilled, especially to connect with, you know, just more uh, local uh, business people. Um, I'm always looking to expand local network and I, I am all for answering any questions. Absolutely. Fantastic. So you'll hopefully be getting some calls about coffee dates coming up then. I hope you like coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can always drink a latte. <laughs> okay, good, good. Awesome. Well, thanks again. This is Crystal Horton, account executive at New Wave Solutions. Michelle, director of sales for IOT and software with E2E Technologies. So glad to have you on.